This is Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And trust me, the world is not what you think it should be. Right here on Ball Court. Welcome to Ball Court. I am your host, Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And since the last time me and you have spoken, there's a lot of things that's been happening in basketball, especially, especially, I tell you, in the New York area. First of all, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, one of the greatest centers, one of the greatest big men that ever came into the game. Actually, he had to call it a career. Yes, LaMarcus Aldridge found out that he had an irregular heartbeat and decided that living life with his family and enjoying everything and growing Bluetooth old disconnected. Him, and he doesn't even know how long old would be, but he still wants to decide that that's the decision that he wants to make and he's going to go ahead and hang it up. Now, a lot of people Bluetooth are sitting connected. and say that, well, you know, he had a lot more basketball left in him, but he had a lot of basketball that he did play that was phenomenal basketball. So before we go ahead and move any further, let's go ahead and give a shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge and everything that he has been doing. Now, there's a question going around. Should LaMarcus Aldridge's number get retired in Portland? Let's think about it. Let's go ahead and really think about it. When we really take a look at all the numbers that has been retired, definitely you got to think that he got to be up there. Number one was re retired. The number one number was retired for uh, Larry Weinberg. And that was the team's first owner. So, of course, they're going to go ahead and retire that. But they have Jack Ramsey, number 77, retired. They even have a microphone that was retired for Bill Shonley, one of the broadcasters there. So outside of Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, and Bill Walton, you definitely got to say that a lot of the numbers that there that was retired could definitely be in the same level as LaMarcus Aldridge. And I would have to say LaMarcus Aldridge does fall on the same level as Bill Walton. And the stuff that he gave there during that time was actually phenomenal. It was sad to see him go when he did leave and go over to San Antonio. But even in San Antonio, he made a huge impact and did exactly what he had to do. As a matter of fact, him going to the uh, Brooklyn Nets was such a scary thought. I had to stop and do a show. I'm, yeah, that's how big it was. So to hear that he's retiring right now, yes, it doesn't make Brooklyn as scary. But it gives it a really good thing because... He, could, he avoided a very scary situation because that's the last thing that we would want to see a Hank Gathers type situation happen on the court, especially in this day and age. 2021 has been a very, you know, tough year already. So we would hate to see that. And there's been a lot of other things happening in New York as well. Let me tell you, the injury bug has, of course, bitten the Brooklyn Nets, leaving them going back and forth, coming out of injury and going into injury with Kevin Durant. Sometimes he's playing, he's getting minute restrictions, but when he does play, he's doing a phenomenal effort. And with it, things winding down to the uh, end of the season, it makes it a little scary for Brooklyn. And, you know, that's what James Harden said it would be. It's going to be scary hours. And these hours are very scary right now because they're actually trending in a way where without a big man, they are injury prone and they are getting into injury uh, situations. Now, you have three very experienced uh, MVPs or three very experienced All-Stars that are actually going to be going into this and knowing that they can handle a playoff situation, injury and all. But how would the team respond around them, especially without a big man? 
not one of them have actually done it without a success as of yet. So we're going to go ahead and look at that now. Before we take a look at that, we have to go ahead and take a look at what's going on on the other side of the bridge. Yes, over in Manhattan, the New York Knicks are running the league right now, going on a nine-game win streak. Even though they fell to the, uh, the, the Suns last night, the Phoenix Suns, it doesn't even matter. Because right now, what they have done has sparked nostalgia in the league. They have sparked nostalgia in the people who watch the league, the pundits who talk about the league. We feel like it's the 90s again. The, the Celtics are looking good. The Lakers are one of the top teams. And, of course, the New York Knicks are making a run in the East. And this is a 1990s feel. Let's not forget, of course, you know, we got other teams coming up and other younger teams that are knocking on the door. But right now, the feeling in New York and the energy in New York is absolutely amazing. You have diehard Knicks fans coming out of the woodworks, cheering for the Knicks again. You have people in Brooklyn, yes, I said it correctly, Brooklyn, that is still cheering for the Knicks, and their hearts are with the Knicks. Yes, I, I heard uh, one, of my, um, one of my friends, as well as, a, uh, as well as a host of one of the shows on our network, uh, Sean Harvey speaking with us, he said that uh, the Brooklyn Nets are more of an international team due to their fan base. And yes, I can definitely understand it. A lot of people who are chirping in right now and cheering for them are on an international level than the locals that's directly in the city. And But the buzz right now for the Knicks is absolutely amazing on that nine-game win streak and just flying through it. Can you imagine right now the two hottest teams in the league is going to be the Knicks and the Washington Wizards? This is absolutely amazing. Like I've been telling you, the world of basketball is completely flipped upside down and it is on its heels i'm telling you i cannot i absolutely cannot get over this at this moment i feel like i'm young again the knicks is climbing its way into the playoff now let's go ahead and take a look at things and take a look at this situation the brooklyn nets as great as they are and um and as amazing as they've been playing there is no there is no doubt in my mind that this team is almost and absolutely ready for that next step to the to you know, keep on going with a push. With a late game, with a late season like this, where they're absolutely catching fire and they're making a break for it, I absolutely can see that they're going to cause a problem in the playoffs. But stop. Let's think about who they might have to end up playing in the playoffs. Think about if they end up, you know, probably in the second round or even in the first round meeting up against the Brooklyn Nets. Now, with a big man like Julius Randle playing on the level that he's playing at, and without uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, because he called it a career, and even with your big man going against, um, you got you got a big man going against somebody like a Blake Griffin, you put themselves in a position that, yes, Blake Griffin is good, but he's not going to be the level of defense that you need that's going to actually carry you over the level, especially against a Julius Randle. So, with the hot Knicks surgeon, R.J. Barrett coming out playing the high level of basketball that he's playing, that's going to be a very scary team to beat in the playoffs. And that's why I say that if these injury bugs continue to bite the Brooklyn Nets, that James Harden was absolutely correct. In New York, it's going to be some scary hours. I tell you. But let's go ahead and jump on to the next topic. The topic I want to go ahead and speak about is the return of LaMelo. Oh, my God. Yes, LaMelo Ball is planning a return, I'm telling you. He could return in the next 7 to 10 days. Actually, at this point in time, we're looking at a timeline of possibly the next 
two to three days that we're looking at a possible LaMelo ball return. And, of course, the Charlotte Hornets has been absolutely crazy without him. I'm not saying that they, they, they missed him and they don't need him, but the energy that he brought from the beginning of the season has been, has been continuing. They look young. They look energized. They look like an AAU team where everybody's trying to make it to the league, especially Bridges. It's, I, I feel he's dunking on people like he's playing in the Bigfoot Classic or something. But I'm going to tell you, he is absolutely amazing. I, and, and then Terry Roger, he's making passes, dribbling down the lane, breaking people, going left and right, throwing it up. I'm telling you, at this point in time, the Charlotte Hornets is a borderline an AAU team. They look absolutely phenomenal. I'm expecting them to come out and be on ball is life next week. This, that's how they look. And with the LaMelo ball coming back, there is no surprise that they probably won't be on ball is life. He's going to have those amazing passes that we're looking for and with that amazing shot. Now, that leads me to this question. Who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year? Who deserves it? Is it LaMelo ball or is it, is it Anthony Edwards? The Beast. Now, let me go ahead and tell you, my, my personal opinion is it should be LaMelo Ball because we cannot just go ahead and discount what he's done all season. Of course, he got injured. Yes, that happened. That's, not, that's out of his control. But during the time that he was injured, Anthony Edwards played phenomenal basketball, but nothing to make us forget about LaMelo Ball, only to make us miss LaMelo Ball all the more because even though he was dominating and showing that he could kill people left and right, especially if you put him in a solo position and you leave him on an island with somebody, he's going to cross you and show you that he's one of the best one-on-one -on -one players in the league. And I'm talking about a rookie. Yes, I said it correct. I'm talking about a rookie, and he's one of the best one-on-one -on -one players in the league, hands down. But when you go ahead and look at it, when you talk about rookie of the year, when you talk about somebody on that level, when you really want to go ahead and uh, – analyze it, you got to talk about what he has done for the entire year. Now, for the entire year, yes, Anthony Edwards has disconnected. been on the show and doing things left and right, but when you turned on SportsCenter or when you turned on Bluetooth the radio connected. or when you actually was listening to Ball Court, as you should have been doing, what were we talking about? We were talking about LaMelo Ball, because LaMelo Ball has been passing. He's been making everybody better. He's, he's actually energized the Bridges. He's energized the Hornets team. He's energized the Hornets franchise. And think about it like this. Terry Rozier lost the starting position to LaMelo Ball and was actually cool with it. He was like, yeah, let's go. Let him run. I'm here to run. We here to play ball. And that's what I actually like. You don't get that from anybody, especially when you're talking about a rookie. I'm, t I'm telling you, if he's not rookie of the year, I don't know, who, I don't know what the, the, the award actually entails. But I'm going to tell you the truth. LaMelo Ball is the future of the league. If you want to talk about Magic Johnson, this is Magic Johnson 6.0. The reboot is fabulous, and it's named LaMelo Ball. All right, so let's go ahead and take a quick little break before we jump into the next topic. And, yes, I'm telling you that next topic is something our sneakerheads are going to really want to hear. Right here on Ball Court.
Welcome back to Ball Court. I am your host, Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Now, if you remember season one, during the time of season one, we used to have this little segment that we used to call Let's Kick It, where we spoke about how basketball, sneakers, and everything used to match up and make sure that it actually mingled. That branched out and started its own podcast. But besides that, right now, I definitely have a basketball topic that has spilled over into the sneaker world. Yes. Mm. Nike just heard the word Mamba out. And this is possibly for the final time. Because according to reports, yes, on April the 13th, the contract that Nike had with the Kobe Bryant estate has ended. Now, a lot of people are speculating that the reason why it has ended is because Vanessa Bryant wanted actually a lifetime contract. And I could definitely go ahead and see that. Being for the fact that Kobe is a lifetime brand, that is something that would actually be financially uh, financially successful throughout. But Nike wasn't looking for that. Nike was actually going to put a couple more years on the contract, or a few more years at that, on the contract and to go ahead and um, to go ahead and mend to see where things is going. But Vanessa was also unhappy with some of the some of the releases, how they weren't being released as much, how they weren't making where it wasn't as available as it possibly could be. So due to that, the the um, collaboration of Kobe Bryant, the Kobe Bryant estate and the Nike company has came to an end. So a lot of people are now like in a frenzy in a way because we don't know where it's going to go next. So what's going to happen next as far as the uh, Kobe brand. So that makes a lot of uh, Kobe's now extremely valuable. So if you are holding on to a uh, pair of uh, Grinches, and especially if it's the original Grinches, they're, they're never going to be coming out again. So it's something that you definitely want to hold on to because the resale value on that is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So when this happens, as far as Nike goes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually help Nike out in a way because just because of the resale value alone, it's going to make um, the, those sneakers very, very um, exclusive to purchase. So as Nike, if I, would, if I was them, I would definitely hold some back in my stock for later on to go ahead and get them released as a collector's edition. And this way they can make more money off of it. The sad part about it is that the Kobe Bryant estate probably will see very little funds due to that. Now, Nike didn't release a statement stating that they are going to it's going to do everything to make sure that they preserve the memory of Kobe and Jeannie Bryant. And as well as, um, you know, with, their, with the final releases, they are going to go ahead and try and maintain that. I, I really am kind of scared because I speculate that this is possibly going to be a good thing, that it can be a good thing. But I've known with, when it comes to corporations and it comes to athletes, especially when they're not in control and they're unable to manage the control of things, it never really works out positive in the end. So this could possibly be a final split between Nike and the Kobe Bryant estate. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into a coach's look. All right, I want to go ahead and take a coach's look at a few things right here. First of all, you know, I want to jump into, um, I want to talk about um, Steph Curry. A lot, Steph Curry has been playing pretty good basketball. You know, I'm talking really good basketball over these last 12 games. 
And what I mean by really good basketball, I'm talking about really good basketball. He's averaging roughly 39 points over this time, as well as likely threes up, you know, left and right, right and left. He's making it very difficult for, for um, opponents to really even be in his situation or be in his, in his area because he puts them in places that they cannot actually beat him. So what I want to go ahead and do right now is I want to actually jump in and I want to take a closer look at some of the plays that he has actually done over this time. As a matter of fact, the one that I really want to talk about is just this last week. Like, he actually went off on his own brother, you know? He was absolutely phenomenal in this one. And let's go ahead and take a look right here, all right? Cool. Now, Steph Curry is a different kind of breed. He just starts it off right when the clip starts off. He just comes off with a pick, and boom. Here we go right with this shot. He's shooting back and forth. He's, he, was, he shot for 49 points. Now, Steph was actually going against uh, Seth Curry. Now, this, this was the thing that I liked. It started off kind of slow for him. You know, he went 0 for 6. You know, I'm sorry, he went 0 for 3 over the first couple points. And then, as, and then he had a turnover against Seth. But as you can clearly see right here, he kept on turning it on. It was turning it up, three-pointer after three-pointer. And the shot difficulty got harder and harder as the game went on. He was a man possessed. He played out there on the hardest level, and he was actually catching it up right here with a great catch and shoot. You know, he was actually making points and doing things that when you look at it, you were saying, okay, this is the step that we remember. This is the step that we saw previously. And, of course, it's to cloud your judgment when you watch things like this and these highlights to think to yourself, Maybe he should be MVP this year. But remind you, this is just a small sample size of what Steph could do. And this is record-breaking Steph at that. I'm talking, this is the most three-pointers that was actually scored in a month in NBA history. Nobody's ever scored that many three-pointers. I understand. I agree. It has been phenomenal to watch. It has been absolutely amazing. And it has brought up the talks once again when you take a look at these images. Brought up the talks once again. Is he ruining basketball is he ruining aau is he ruining youth basketball because now every kid is taking up these shots and pulling because steph has an amazing gift to go ahead and hit these shots let me go ahead and tell you this i think personally if people could just watch his workouts watch how much time he puts into it watch where he came from watch what started watch how it happened then then they would go ahead, and if they're doing that, and they turn around and they start hitting those shots and making those shots, they will understand why it is amazing for him to do it and why he's such a special breed for even trying. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right now, when you go ahead and look at it, the guy Curry is looking absolutely spicy. I feel like I'm at the Thai restaurant every time I watch him play. Because I think to myself, how hot do I really want my curry today? And yes, whatever I tell him, I tell him like a six. And then they give me an eight, and I'm like, this cannot be a six. This curry is way too hot. And obviously, that's what you're seeing right now. Curry is on a different level. Even up until his most recent game, he's still shooting, still killing people. Left and right, he is on a different level. But let me go ahead and take another look at right now, a coach's look at the Lynx. The Lynx has actually released, the Minnesota Lynx has released um, Alexi Brown. Now, is, is 
while they were setting their training camp roster, they went ahead and released Lexi Brown. Now, that's not a bad thing because Lexi Brown was picked up by Chicago Sky. Now, you know that Chicago Sky also have Candace Parker. Now, we all know, if you don't know who Lexi Brown is, let me go ahead and explain it to you. Lexi Brown is one of the most phenomenal ball handling uh, shooting guards that you will actually see. Not to mention she has great court vision and able to move the ball. Now, you give her a big, like um, the like of Candace Parker, she is phenomenal to utilize. Now, she also comes from a lineage, a basketball lineage that we all, we all should remember. Anybody in my age group and or any basketball purist remembers the no-look dunk done by D. Brown. That's her father. Yes, the no-look dunk done by Celtics' own D. Brown in the dunk contest. That's her father. So that means you have flair, you have talent, and of course you have NBA pedigree. So she is a high-level player with high-level IQ and with passing abilities that chat, that compares to no other. So, Candace Parker, congratulations. You got yourself a guard that's going to get you that ball but also can shoot the rock for you. I'm going to tell you the truth. And Candace Parker herself is more like a really big guard. I'm going to tell you, she's not like the center, really. She's like a big guard because she could put the ball on the floor. Now you have a big guard moving the ball. You have a shooting guard that can hit those shots and grab rebounds. Truthfully, I think the Chicago Sky is going to be an absolute threat. I mean, right now the WNBA is gearing up to be probably one of the most exciting seasons that we've had in basketball in a while. So I'm just sitting here with my, you know, just sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the beginning of the season because once it starts, it's going to be absolute fire. Keep an eye on the Phoenix Mercury. Keep an eye on the Chicago Sky, and definitely keep an eye on the Las Vegas Aces. Those are the teams that's going to definitely turn some heads this season. All right. Now, before we go ahead and jump into the word for our coach, because I want to take one last look at one thing. I want to take a look at 2021. 2021, though it's been... Um, a lot less scarier than 2020. It still has been a challenging year for a lot of us. And a lot of us uh, in the basketball world has lost some really great players. And I want to go ahead and add one to the basketball world because he was um, someone very special to a lot of us who were playing the game, a lot of us who grew up, uh, who grew up associating basketball and hip-hop music. Shock G passed away, and that really, that really hit me. That really hit me hard. He was one of those legends in the. He was one of those legends in um, hip hop that opened the doors for one of the greatest legends like Tupac. His um, the Humpty Dances became an anthem for summer parties since the time of, since the first since the first release has been a summer party. You know, um, it's, 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 it's been like something that touches, touches each and every one of us. And if you wasn't into party hip-hop, you, was you were probably more into the more, you know, the more uh, rough style of hip-hop, like, uh, like DMX. And we had to end up saying goodbye to a legend like DMX as well. So I know that 2021 has touched you as well. Now DMX, the Rough Riders Anthem, as well as um, as well as many others, as well as many many others that he's had, using 
has been a theme song for basketball. Uh, our hip hop heads who played um, who played video games. You remember listening to uh, different DMX songs during many of our video games. He has been part of the culture. So to say goodbye to him has been extremely tough. Not to mention, now these are the ones that were a little bit older. The hardest one is young Terrence Clark. Yes, freshman guard from University of Kentucky. Terrence Clark was, and this is something that just gives us a reminder of why we should appreciate every second of our day and every day. This young man came out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. He was hands down one of the most phenomenal athletes that was going to be a parent in the draft. He was he was actually leaving a meeting from Clutch Sports where apparently he was looking at going pro. So he was meeting with uh, management to go pro, and he had a phenomenal future ahead of him. And it was cut down short at the age of 20. Young man, very young man. So I, as we look into, as we look upon uh, the, uh, the 2021 year, Yes, there's been a lot of hopeful things that has taken place. There's been a lot of things that has been pushed forward. But one of the key things that we must not forget is we've, we've lost a good amount, as we did in 2020. So we must allow their memories and their joys to live on as we venture on and we try and move forward with the loss so my condolences to the families of each and every person I named. My condolences to the people that I didn't even name, like Scottie Pippen losing his son. My condolences to their families and their friends. I know it's a hard time for you. And trust me, we at the world of, world of basketball is with you 100%. Ball court cries for you because we lost a part of our family as well. All right. Let me go ahead and move on. I just want to go ahead and take a quick word from our coach. Now, the word from our coach right now, we're going to go ahead and talk about since the AAU season is upon us, we want to talk about uh, some of the failures of AAU. And this is not my words. This is exactly what I'm reporting. So please, please do not at me. But if you're going to at me, at me at DrewCoach43, right on Instagram. All right. So the failures of AAU, this is actually by Kendrick Perkins. He's actually, like, Kendrick Perkins have um, sons that play in the AAU, um, in, on the AAU circuit, similar to my daughters who actually play AAU basketball as well. So there's a lot that I actually see. So, like, he stated, and this is a uh, quote, one of my sons got an AAU tournament, and we lost in the semifinals to a great Memphis team which is normal because that does happen. But I don't know what's going on with the AU basketball no more because when I was playing these types of things, I witnessed over the weekend, this wasn't going down when he was playing. Now, they had two fights break out today in the gym. Players are fighting in the stands in front of kids. Like parents are fighting in the stands in front of kids that are running, and kids are running around the gym playing. They got parents fighting, teams getting disqualified, teams cheating. Older players are being brought to play against younger groups just to win a trophy. 
What are we teaching your kids? Now, I myself have witnessed this take place in the AAU, in the AAU circuit. I have witnessed uh, parents being told that this is guaranteed for your kid by doing this. I've witnessed many things. I've witnessed parents fighting in the stands myself. As a matter of fact, we had a uh, tournament over the weekend where we seen, we seen 15-year-olds playing in a 14-year tournament. Um, I've seen, uh, uh, and it is, it's horrible to see. I've seen kids getting into arguments and fights and parents irking it on like, yeah, punch her in the face and do things of that nature. We look at that like, what are we saying to our kids? What are we teaching them? Now, like, and, and Kendrick Perkin goes on to speak about this. He says, y'all aren't teaching them to have any type of morals or no competitive spirit. Y'all are teaching them how to cheat. And, uh, and then on top of that, I, I'm hearing kids cursing kids out there on the court. I've heard this myself. I've heard kids talking to other kids on the court saying, hey, you, what the beep are you doing? And this and this, acting as if they're not learning the game themselves. What is AAU teaching our kids then? See, as an AAU coach, myself, I find it that it is my responsibility, not just to teach basketball, but just to teach how to play the game in a respectful manner, how to show people how to value the game. Because it's not because that is just a game. It's not because I want them to get a scholarship while I teach them. I teach them this because this is basketball is a microcosm of life. If you feel comfortable cheating in order to get ahead in basketball, you will cheat to get ahead in life. If you feel comfortable taking a shortcut out of practice in basketball, you will feel comfortable taking a shortcut in life. And if you feel comfortable fighting and putting your hands on someone for every disagreement instead of utilizing your words and coming to an agreement and coming to a, 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 a mutual understanding as teammates should, then you will do that in life. The AAU program is not just designed to put out basketball players or football players or track stars or soccer players. It's designed to put out functioning adults. So as adults, we have to take the time to show these kids what right looks like. We have to be the example. We cannot lie to kids. We cannot fight in front of kids. We cannot cheat in order to earn a trophy. Because what you will teach these kids is to value something that you have not earned. Value something that you cheated to obtain. And then that in itself will defeat the moral value of basketball and AAU. So with that said, I definitely want to thank you. And this is a word from your coach. I want to thank everybody for listening to Ball Court, hanging with me this week. 
I definitely had a great time speaking with you. I want you to go ahead, listen to listen to this segment, hear the comments, tell me what you think is going on with AAU basketball, think of what you can do to change it. At me at Drew43, Drew Coach43. And definitely go ahead and check us out. You can even you can even go right to the Instagram at Ball Court World. Hit us up right there. We're willing to talk. We could go. We will go back and forth with you. That's how we will do it. I promise you. I will speak to you personally. I want to thank everybody for making this possible. I want to thank CWN Sports for giving me an outlet to go ahead and speak my mind every week. As well as I want to go ahead and thank personally. I want to thank all of the people in basketball that has showed up to go ahead and try their hardest to make 2021 a great basketball year and try and bring a little bit of normalcy back to everything. I want y'all to take the time out each and every morning to go ahead and check out the Sean Harvey Morning Show. You got to definitely get up. You hear it. They are funny. Barbie, Senny, they sit around, they joke. Along with Sean, they, give, they keep me rolling. I will pop in every now and again just to say hi. But that's how that's how it is. It is an amazing thing. And of course, ladies interrupt, women interrupted. You have to take a look at that podcast as well. Angel is doing a phenomenal job on that. I love what she's doing over there. It is amazing. And CWNSports.com. Go to the go to that site. Save it under your favorites. Check it out. You're gonna get new videos every morning. You're gonna get new topics. You're going to find out what's going on in sports, basketball, as well as some things with the lifestyles as well. So check it out. And, of course, you're going to find new articles, new voices, and new words all from your boy, Coach Drew. I want to thank you for hanging with us on Ball Court. We'll see you next time on the World of Basketball. I am Coach Drew. And once again, thank you. I appreciate you. Have a great one. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.